Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. It is a special privilege of mine today to inform you that I am not preaching. Who said amen back there? I got, you don't amen when I do preach. What do you? But it's a greater joy to share with you today that my favorite preacher is coming. Would you make welcome Pastor Lisa as she comes to bring the word today? Good morning. Do you believe God has something for us in the house today? How about do you believe God has something specifically for you today? Amen. Last Sunday was absolutely wonderful, wasn't it? We heard about the great things that God is going to do through us here at this church, and I just can't wait to see all that God has in store for such a time as this through Faith Assembly Church. I'm just excited about it. And if you've been attending here for any length of time, then you know what I'm talking about when I say that you can just sense in the spirit that something God-sized is about to take place. Amen? Something huge is about to take place among this group of people. I truly believe that. And I believe it's going to impact this community for the kingdom of God like we have not seen in this generation. I am expecting that because we serve an awesome and a big God. Amen? You know, you can just sense that revival is near, and I'm ready for revival, a true move of the Holy Spirit that will not only change me, but it's going to change this church, and it's going to change this community and nation for Jesus in a powerful way. I can just sense that revival is near. I had lunch with a friend this past week. And uh, it was a friend that I hadn't seen in quite a while, and her family had moved back to Winterville, or had moved to Winterville, rather. And so we had lunch together. I had a reconnection with her. And as she began to share what she felt the Lord stirring in her heart, she looked at me and she said, you do know that God is using all that is going on in the world to prepare his remnant. And then there's going to be a great revival, and the Lord is coming back. And I looked at her and I said, well, amen, because I believe that in my spirit as well. How amazing is it when God speaks to his children and begins to prepare their heart, not just for what he's going to do, but what he's going to do through us. Amen. I'm ready for that. The time frame of that only God knows. But either way, we know that time is short. Time is short and people need the Lord. We live in a broken world and it's time that the church of God stops living in captivity and that we rise up in the spirit of God and be all that he has called us to be as individuals. It's time that we stop looking as the church as just a whole. We are a whole. We are a living uh, being, but you are an individual and God has called you to great things and he has a purpose and a plan that is specific for you. Do you believe that today? We're going to look at Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and I'm going to read that this morning. 
It says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. We see here in these passages of Scripture that God stirred up the heart of a king to bring forth the call that was calling out a remnant of people to come out of captivity and build up the kingdom of God. Here in this verse, throughout the passages there, we see the Lord's desire that all his people would return from captivity and build up his dwelling place. And that's so awesome because it had been prophesied by the prophet Jeremiah many years earlier that the Babylonian exile would last 70 years and with the stroke of a pen and the words of his mouth at that moment his heart was stirred by God and there was a call that came forth from the king for the people to come out of captivity. However, as we read through these passages of scripture, we come to understand that the only that there was only a remnant of people that returned. And this remnant did come forth and they built up the church and they prepared a way for the Lord's coming. Don't you want to be part of that remnant today? Don't you want to be part of the body of Christ that is called out of captivity and you are building up the kingdom of God and you are preparing the way for the Lord's coming? There is a reason that it is called a remnant. Or maybe you're asking, what is a remnant in the Bible? When you consider the vast number of people who receive the call, a small group comes forth, and that is a remnant. God's remnant are those who know they are blessed beyond measure despite their failures and weaknesses. Come on, somebody. They have faith and they believe in the God that is the God above all gods. Their faith desires to please the Lord. They follow the Lord wholeheartedly. And today, for such a time as this, God is calling out a remnant of people to do his work to build the kingdom up and to prepare the way for the Lord's return. So today, maybe you're in the house and you're saying, I'm not in Babylonian exile, but just as the Lord called for them to come forth out of captivity to do the work of the kingdom, there is a call for you and there's a call for me today. We have all received that call. And most of us, we have a desire and a willingness to be used of God. Don't you have that desire today in your heart? You say, God, I want you to use me. God, I want to give my gifts back to you and I want to prepare the way for your coming. Most of us have that desire and willingness to be used of God. But at some points in our lives, we will experience moments of captivity, even seasons of captivity. Sometimes we can feel that captivity, it's like we're stuck or we don't know what to do. And other times we don't even realize that we are being held in a captive state. Are we free in Christ Jesus? 
Yes, we are. We can be. Do we always choose to walk in the freedom that is available to us? No, unfortunately we don't. See, captivity is the condition of being imprisoned or confined. When the prophet Jeremiah prophesied this word, part of the promise was that God would return his people out of captivity and that he would gather a remnant of his flock. He would bring them to the pasture and they would be fruitful and they would multiply. You see, the call was given. Come out of captivity. Come out of your stuck place. Come out of the hindrances of the devil. Come out of captivity today, church, and let's build the kingdom of God. But the word says that only a remnant came forth. You see, only those whose spirit had been stirred by God's spirit returned in obedience. And it's so important that we walk in the spirit every day. We don't walk in our ability. We don't walk in our knowledge. We don't walk in who we are, but we walk in the Spirit of God that leads us to a place of surrender, that we understand that we serve the God above all gods. The rest of the people, they heard the call, but they made a choice to stay in captivity. And it is by the strength and power of the Holy Spirit that you will have the power to come out of captivity and do what God has asked and called you to do. Acts 1.8, you will receive what? Power. Everybody say power. You will receive power once the Holy Spirit has come upon you. For what? To be a witness, to answer the call, to walk in your purpose. You see, Pastor Steve has given this church a call. It's a call to go deeper, deeper in the things of the Lord, in the spirit of the Lord, in the call of God to see people in this church, community, and around the world change for the glory of God and the building of the kingdom of God. And we've heard the call. And you know, as the Lord was stirring my heart for this message, I don't want any person under the sound of my voice or any person at this church for that matter to miss out on what God is gonna do and how he's gonna use us as individuals to build up his kingdom and prepare the way for his coming because we're stuck in captivity. And maybe you are sitting there today saying, you know what, I am not stuck in captivity. Maybe someone who is unsaved is in captivity, but not me. If you're floundering, though, in your identity and purpose, I got to tell you today, that is a place of captivity. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you've let God down. But it does mean that God does not want you to stay there because the amazing thing is he wants to use you and he wants to use me. And I'm telling you today, church, if you'll get a hold of how God is calling you out today and the amazing and extraordinary things that he's calling you to do, you're going to find that there is an anointing that is bottled up on the inside of you that will flow out as you begin to walk in your purpose. A purpose. Look at your neighbor and tell them you have a purpose. It's a purpose that was known by God before you were even born. 
a purpose that matters. And if you walk in that purpose, it will change your life. And what is even more amazing is that it will begin to change the lives of those around you, not just for today, but for eternity. Today, I believe the purpose of this message is that you're going to have a revelation that you have a purpose. You're going to have a revelation that God wants to do something in your days that seem ordinary to you. No matter your season of life, how many of you know if you got breath in your body today, God's got his eye on you. If you've got breath in your body today, God's calling you out of captivity. If you've got breath in your body today, God's got a purpose and a plan for you this very moment. You see, you have gifts from God that has been given to you. The Bible tells us that, and they have been given to uniquely you. And in addition to that, we need to understand that the moment that you have a revelation of the fact that you have a purpose and that you've been called out and that you have gifts on the inside of you, I want to tell you that that is a powerful moment. Because what happens is when you have a revelation of who you are, you have a revelation that you have a purpose and you have gifts on the inside of you that God's going to use mightily for the upbuilding of his kingdom and to prepare the way for his coming, the devil, he realizes it too. He has a revelation. Oh my goodness, look at the power that that individual has been given to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And when that begins to happen, when we begin to encounter the fact that the enemy comes against our gift, we can often begin to feel like that we come up short every time. And the captivity that we'll find ourselves in is the confinement of battle versus propelling purpose. You see, it's the hamster wheel of fighting the battles that we allow to hinder us from propelling purpose that God is calling us to. So what are we going to do today, church? If you'll join with me today, we're going to expose the devil. Y'all want to expose the devil today? We're going to expose some lies of the devil, and I believe there are going to be some people who walk out of years of captivity today. Are you with me? As I was standing over there worshiping this morning, I don't know, maybe you didn't feel it, but I did because I'm standing there and I'm saying, God, what do you want to do in this place today? How do you want to move, Lord? Let your spirit come. Let your anointing come. And everything in this house was wonderful today. Everything has been anointed, of course, because it is for God in the upbuilding of his kingdom. But when Bailey began to sing that song, Waymaker, did you feel the shift? Did you feel God touch this place? Did you feel the anointing come? How many of you felt that? Come on, church. He came in this place, and that's what he wants us to hear today is Waymaker. So whatever the hindrances are in this place right now, even as I preach, let's just lay those aside because the devil's fighting this today. The devil's fighting your purpose today. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we're about to expose him in this place. Are you with me? So first of all, the devil is actively trying to convince you of all that you are not and all that you do not have. But we're about to expose that lie today. God says, think of all that you are instead of all that you perceive you are not. 
God says, think of all that you have instead of all that you perceive you are missing. See, Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You are created in the image of God. You are a reflection of who he is. And having a revelation of the fact of that, that nothing about you takes God by surprise should give you a trust in the plan that he has for you. See, when he called you out of captivity and he said to you, I have a plan and a purpose for you, he already done took into consideration your stupidity. He's already took all that into consideration and said, no, it's not about who you are. It's about who I am. Come on, somebody. You have a purpose. You have a gift. But a place of captivity for a lot of people is that you perceive the lies of the devil instead of the promises of God. You perceive lies instead of purpose. I sat in our team meeting on Tuesday and Pastor Steve told the entire team that Pastor Lisa would be preaching on Sunday. And I said right there in the room, I said, well, I don't know now. Let's don't put that out there because I hadn't really heard anything from God. I don't know what I'm going to be preaching. I mean, if I don't get it, I can't preach it. And I came out of that meeting and I sat down at my desk and I just said, God, what do you want me to say on Sunday? I want you to give me something to say that the people need to hear. And he said to me in my spirit as plain as day, he said, Lisa, I want you to share out of your struggle. I want you to share out of your struggle. And I'm like, what? He's like, I want you to share out of your struggle. And I'm like, of course you do. So here you go. And Pastor Steve, don't amen too loudly. Kind of keep it down. But I can share with you this morning a list of things that at times I have perceived and that I have believed that I am not. I'm not good enough, I'm not qualified, I'm not well-spoken enough, I'm not making a difference, I'm not valued or chosen like other people I see God using, I'm not loved, I'm not gifted enough, and I don't have the proper ability. Like how much time y'all got? Can I keep going? <laughs> Things I perceive I don't have. I don't have a certain degree, I don't have influence, I don't have platform, I don't have a testimony. Can y'all believe the devil tried to convince me that I don't have a testimony? Really? And you know what? You hear my list this morning of things that the devil has lied to me over and over and things that at times I have perceived to be truth and I know today if you were willing and I could hand you the microphone, I know that you could make a list too. But those are things that we perceive to be true and they are lies of the devil that need to be exposed in our lives. Those are lies that we can perceive are true, but they are places, not that we fall short, but that God's strength comes through. You see, it's not about who you are. It's about who God says that you are. Come on, somebody. It's not about your capabilities. It's about who God says that he is. It's not about your background, your knowledge, or what you can figure out. Because if you want to go deeper, how many of you want to go deeper? 
If you want to go deeper, all of you, I know that you want to walk in your purpose and you want to use your gifts for the glory of God. And to that today, I'm going to say, trust God, know who you are, and take a step in faith. Come on, tell your neighbor we're about to take some steps. We've got to stop looking for the giant sign or writing on the wall. You've heard the call to come out of captivity. You've heard the call to come out and walk in your purpose and your gift. We don't base our purpose on what we perceive because that's captivity. We base our lives on truth. Now, I want you to stick with me. Because the truth is in the Word of God, so the truth is God. You don't have to know every, every word in the Bible. You don't have to be able to quote every word in the Bible. Should we study it? Should we grow in it? Of course, it is life and it is the bread of life. But if you can't recite every scripture, it's okay. I just wanna ask you today, do you know God? Because if you know God and you're in a relationship with God, then you know truth. And you know the truth that has been spoken over your life today. John 14, six, he says, I'm the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Maybe today you're saying, what door are you talking about? The next door and the next door and the next door that brings you into your purpose, that God can use you for mighty things. The door of purpose is right in front of you. And when that door opens, it gives you revelation of what God has in store for you step by step. And oftentimes the problem is you've already told God what he is supposed to have in store for you instead of you seeking and asking him what he has in store for you. God, what do you want to do with me today? God, what are you going to do extraordinary in my ordinary day today? See, you've already dreamed up in your mind what ministry is, what position is, and what really matters. When the truth just says, ask, seek, and knock, and the door will be open to you. When the truth says, how about just take some steps today, and I will direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. When I started out my life, do you think that I started out telling God that I wanted to be a pastor's wife? No, I didn't. Was there a call there from a very young age? Yes, there was. But I set out asking God to use me. God, show me, lead me where you want me to be and what you want me to do. And as I began to move out in faith, I began serving at my church. I helped clean the church. I helped decorate the church when asked. I worked at VBS. I was faithful to the kingdom of God. And then one day, the pastor of my church comes in to Steve and I's a home, and he says, hey, I feel like the Lord is leading me to ask y'all to be the youth pastors of the church. And you know what I did? I walked through that door, and an amazing story has unfolded from there. You know, I don't know what God has in store for you, but some of you are in captivity because you have asked and you have seeked God, but you don't believe the truth enough to walk through the door that's in front of you. 
Actually, sometimes we can be so busy telling God what we want our gift to be that we don't even see the door that God has opened for us to use our gift today. But the door of revelation is so powerful in your life, and that's what I'm praying for today. A revelation of who God is, of who he says you are, and how he wants you to walk out your gift. I'm going to tell you, the lies might seem like they're loud, but the truth is always louder than the lies, and the truth exposes the lies of the devil in your life. You are set free by the truth because God is truth and because the lies are what keeps you in captivity. Let me speak this today. You are free from the power of sin. Anybody today? You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You are free from condemnation. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are accepted. You are strong in the Lord. You have purpose and you are blessed in every way. You are victorious. Wait a minute. You are victorious and you win. You will make a difference and you will walk in your purpose. Come out of captivity today and walk it fully out. Come on, y'all. Let's give God some praise. First Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Christ Jesus. To him be the glory and the power forever. So we're exposing the lies of the devil in this place today, and another lie. The devil will say that your gift is insignificant. But God says that he can use your gift in ways that you have never dreamed or imagined. Hallelujah. And when you believe that, here's what you're going to do. When you have a revelation of that, you are going to stir up the gift within you, and you're going to begin to operate in them because you know the truth that your gift matters. If you're gifted to teach, what are we going to do? Teach. If you're gifted to cook, honey, cook me some food. If you're gifted to sing, sing. Paint, paint. Encourage others, encourage those around you. If you're gifted to be joyful, we need some joy in the house today. Let's move in it. Let's move in it at your job and at the marketplace. Oftentimes, your gift is held in captivity because you're looking for a different gift because you want yours to look like somebody else's. You are convinced that what you are giving to back to God doesn't matter. You're convinced that you're not equipped enough and that you're not good enough. But God said to us in the Word to stir up the gift that is within you. Stir up the gift that is within you. You're not called to stir up my gift. You're called to encourage me if you're called to be an encourager. But you have a gift that he's calling you to stir up so that we can prepare the way for the Lord's coming. God says to you that he has called you and he has anointed you for such a time as this. I want to read Psalms 139 verses 15 through 16. And I pray that as I read this, you have a revelation of exactly who God says that you are. Because nothing about these verses say that we are insignificant. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You know what that tells me? That tells me that when the devil tells me I'm insignificant, that's a lie from the pit of hell. It tells me that my God says that he's given me a gift and he wants me to stir up that gift and prepare the way for his coming. It's a lie of the devil that says your gift is insignificant. But what you end up doing is you end up being held captive when you hear that lie because you can't stop searching to be something that someone else is that you were never gifted to be. The devil knows that there are hurting and broken people all around you, and they need your gift today, your gift of love, your gift of hope, hospitality, and intercession. And if the devil can keep you searching instead of serving, if he can keep you fearful instead of faithful, if he can keep you captive to confusion instead of clear and confident in your faith, then my friend, he has you captive. But somebody... Somebody is coming out of captivity today. Somebody is coming out of captivity today because somebody in this place is realizing that you have been lied to. Do you believe that today? I believe there's gonna be a breakthrough in here today because we serve a breakthrough God. But for there to be a breakthrough, you see, it's not gonna be like a big cloud that just comes down and explodes. No, for there to be a breakthrough means that something, it means that something, it means that something has to break on the inside of us. Something today has to break through in you for you to come out of captivity and for God to raise you up and use you like he's calling you to come and do. And when there's a breakthrough on the inside of you, you're going to realize that you matter. And you're going to have a revelation of how important you are. And because of that, because of that revelation of who God is in and through you, we're going to see miracles. Because when there's a breakthrough, there's a miracle on the way. Are you ready? I want you to listen to the definition of breakthrough. I mean, wow. A sudden increase in knowledge, understanding, an important discovery that happens after trying for a long period of time to understand. I don't know if there's anybody in the house today like me, but the devil comes at me with the lies about my purpose. But you know what? Because of the fire of God on the inside of me and the anointing that draws me to a place of stirring up the gift in me, I can't stay in captivity. And I don't want you to stay there today either. Listen to that. A sudden increase in knowledge, understanding, an important discovery that happens after trying for a long time to understand. Oh my goodness. I don't care if you've been in captivity for like 70 hours actual years. God is going to expose some lies today and you are coming out in the name of Jesus. 
When you get your breakthrough, you begin to understand that the devil might have tried to sit you down and shut you up, but you are in this place today, and you're going to tell the devil, that's over. Come on, let me hear it. That's over. Oh, yes, devil. Because, see, we matter, and our gift matters, and no gift is considered too small. Your anointing is strong in this place today, and you're going to be in that number of people who are here for what God wants to do. You are part of the remnant in the name of Jesus, and you are here for the upbuilding of the kingdom of God and to prepare the way for the Lord's coming. No longer will we sit in confusion. No longer will we sit in timidity and feelings of worthlessness. Hallelujah. Today we are who God says that we are. I'm sharing this today because I've been there. I'm sharing this today because I'm doing what God told me to do, and I'm sharing out of my struggle. I'm doing this today because I believe as you hear this word, you're going to understand that the devil's a liar and God is truth. Because I am honestly tired of watching the devil hold people down. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and serve him with gladness. However that is, however the Lord gives you a gift to do that, commit to where he has you, commit to where he has you, walk through the door that is right in front of you, and come on church, let's watch him elevate us to greater purpose in the kingdom of God. I'm going to read Isaiah 61 today, and Lord knows I'm going to try to read it without shouting. I'm going to try to read it and remain calm, but I am excited about this because when I read Isaiah 61 and the Lord began to give me a deeper revelation of who he says that I am, that's an exciting place to be because I want to be elevated to greater purpose for the kingdom of God. And I want you to receive this word today. See, this is not for the person next to you. It's not just for the preacher. It is for you today. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. The Lord has anointed you to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve in Zion. Are you getting this? Are you getting your purpose? to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. There it is, for his glory, to build up his kingdom and prepare the way of the Lord. Listen, you're gonna rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. You're gonna renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. It doesn't matter how long it's been devastating. Today, God is rebuilding you up. Today, God is calling you out. And you will be called priest of the Lord. And you will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of the nations. And in their riches, you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. Come on, somebody. That is your purpose. It's not a position. 
It's not a title. It's not a particular ministry. Now, it might end up being that as you walk through each door and you take each step. But when you're just sitting around trying to figure it out all the time and you're looking for a specific thing, when the whole time God is saying, snap out of it, snap out of captivity, get out of that daze that the devil has you in and just get up today and let's do something for the kingdom of God. Amen. Nowhere in the Bible does it say for you to figure anything out. It says that our God already has it all figured out. It says that our God has already directed our steps and ordained our purpose. So instead of getting up tomorrow and walking around in question and confusion, how about we just get up and say, God, how do you want to use me today? How do you want to let me help you, God, build the kingdom? Because that's what he wants to do. He allows you to help him build the kingdom because he could do it without you. How about we get up and say, God, how do you want to use my gift today that you gave me? God, how are you going to use me to bless someone today? Exposing the lies of the devil. The last one I wrote down was this. The devil will tell you that your past leaves you too broken for God to use. As a matter of fact, the devil will tell you that your past, your present that you're walking through that is so messy, and your future is too broken for God to use. But the truth says that there is power in your past. There is power in your present. And come on, there is power in your future because with God, you are on the winning side. And the broken places of your life that the devil tries to lie to you about and say, oh, you gotta stay in captivity. You can't do anything for God that matters. You can't make a difference today. All those broken places that the devil lies to you about are the actual places in your life where God's glory shines through. It's the actual places where the anointing flows out of. When we are free to be who God has called us to be, you see, we might speak of the battle we might talk about the battle, but it's going to be to declare that my God cannot fail. And when you testify of the season that God took you through, which was high waters and troubled seas, the times that he parted the seas and it didn't overtake you, I'm telling you about your future right now. You're going to stand and declare that my God did not fail yesterday. He's not failing today, and he will not fail us tomorrow. You will declare in the midst of it all, that it is well with your soul. And maybe you're like me and the devil has tried to convince you that you don't have a testimony. Yes, you do. You have a testimony. The Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony and love not their life unto death. Do you know why the devil wants to beat you up with your testimony? 
Do you know why the devil wants to stop you from understanding the power in your story, in your past? It's because if he can keep you in captivity with it, you won't tell it. If he can keep you in captivity with it, you won't declare the goodness of God in it. And you won't speak of the victory of how God brought you through. Because when you do, you are overcoming some stuff in the name of Jesus. When you declare the goodness of God, when you begin to praise him in the battle, you are overcoming some stuff. And you're going to bring other people with you in the name of Jesus. Your testimony, your story is what you overcome the devil with. And no wonder the devil wants to shut us down with it, right? Because you have one and you need to tell it. Tell it to your friends at work. Tell it to your church people. Tell it wherever you go because God has brought you through then and he will bring you through tomorrow. Oh, Jesus, when I can't see what you're doing in my life, I know that you're just proving that you're the God that comes through. The battle in your life is not gonna destroy you. It's going to promote you. Stop focusing on the battle and focus on who God is and who he says that you are even in the midst of the battle. Come on, let's give God some praise for that today. The battle is not gonna destroy you. It is going to promote you. JR, if you'll come back to the keys this morning. I want to talk to the people for just a minute about the oil. Because in the midst of all of this, I want you to understand how important the Spirit of God is in your life. How important the anointing is in the midst of all this, in walking in your purpose and your gift and your calling that God has for you. Do you know where the anointing comes from in your life? It flows out of the broken places in your life. The oil in the Bible, as we read through the scriptures, represents the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as you read through the scriptures, you'll find that whenever you hear about the oil, it is very costly. It is very precious. And so I want us to consider the olive for a minute. First of all, the olive, to even get ready to produce oil, it has to endure the east wind and the west wind as it's on the tree. The east winds are hot and dry, and the west winds bring rain and life. Do you ever feel the winds of life from both, both directions? And then to produce the oil, the olive must endure the pressing. The pressing doesn't destroy the olive, but it brings out of it, it brings out of it what is most valuable, and that is the precious oil. The anointing in your life, the strength to come out of captivity and walk in your purpose and gift won't come without battles. But the pressing doesn't destroy the olive. It's going to bring out of it. It brings out of you what is most precious, and that is the power, the spirit, the anointing, the touch of God on your life. The anointing in your life won't come without a cost. The anointing in your life won't come without a pressing. And when the oil begins to flow in your life, when the anointing begins to flow in your ordinary days, 
You're going to have a revelation of who God has called you to be. And you're going to understand that there is a plan. God, there is a plan. Like, you really do have a plan for me. And you have a purpose for me to walk this out daily. And this is kind of, this is, can be at your job, in your home, with your friends. Every single task that you do, it leads you to a greater purpose. One door after the other. Because, listen, when you are pressed you're not destroyed. When you are pressed, you begin to produce. You get that this morning? When you are pressed, you begin to produce. Hallelujah. And I'm going to close today with a story. And maybe some of y'all have heard this story before, and if you have, then God's got something He wants to reveal to you in it today. And if you haven't, I know that God has a reason for me sharing this, and I'm going to tell you what that is. About 12 years ago, Steve and I were pastoring a church in the mountains of North Carolina. And a man in that church came to us one Sunday and he told us that he felt led to go on a fast. He went on a 21-day fast. He come to us and he said, this is what the Lord is leading me to do. He went away to a cabin and he fasted for that length of time. He lost weight, he spent time with God. He went on a 21-day fast. We thought that was odd. I mean, really, you know, you don't have people coming to you all the time saying they're going on a 21-day fast, but he did. And during the period of time, we were back in Greenville for a season, and my mom went in the hospital for a routine surgery here at the Greenville Hospital. She was in recovery, and then as she was recovering from the routine surgery, she had a heart attack. From her recovery room, she was rushed down to the Heart Institute portion of the hospital where she began to wait for the doctor to clear her for her heart surgery because she had major blockages in her heart. She was in the hospital for 20-some days, and all this so all this happened over a span of time. 20, I think it was 29 days. They came in to prep her for her surgery, and she began to have a bleed on the inside of her, and the doctors came out, and they told us, your mother's bleeding internally. She only has a few minutes to, literally like was hour, hour two to live, short amount of time. She's bleeding out on the inside. You need to go in, you need to say your goodbyes, and that's what we did. At the exact time that we went in and said goodbye to my mother, we began to walk out of the room, and we noticed that this man who lived in Western North Carolina, eight hours away, who God had told to go on a fast for 21 days, was standing in the lobby of the hospital. He looked at me and he said, I'm here to pray for your mother. He went in the room, he laid hands on her, and when he prayed for her, instantly the bleeding stopped. Instantly, she was healed. Today, I share that story because you can see a lot of things in that story. As a matter of fact, when God performed that miracle, I told God, I will never stop declaring your, glo your glory in this testimony. And we can see God as a miracle worker in that story. And we can see the miracle that happened in that story. But what I want you to understand today is the purpose that the man walked in to be a catalyst for the miracle. Had he have been somewhere in captivity, playing with the lies of the devil and trying to figure it all out instead of just simply walking through the door that was in front of him, he would have missed the opportunity to be obedient to God and how God wanted to use him. 
You see, the purpose was right in front of him. The miracle was right in his hand. Today, we have exposed some lies from the devil so that you can be free from the captivity of those lies, free from the captivity of your past, present, and future. Stop wasting time looking for your purpose when your purpose has already been given to you. The fact that you feel like you can't figure it out. Your purpose, that the fact that you feel like you can't figure out your purpose is a lie of captivity from the devil and it's holding you back from experiencing a miracle. Your purpose is found in your ordinary days and your purpose is in your faithfulness. Your purpose is your passion. Your purpose is in your obedience to take steps. Stand with me this morning. When you stand before the Lord one day and the Bible says that we all will give an account for our lives, God is not going to look at the books and say, how did you advance my kingdom and prepare the way for my coming? And then you say whatever you want to say. You know, he's not going to look at you and say, you were in Winterville singing when I wanted you to be over here. Does God lead us to certain ministries and certain things? Absolutely. But when we get to the place that we're not even taking any steps, we're not even following the voice of God, we don't even hear the voice of God because we're held captive from trying to figure it all out. God, what's my purpose? I've already told you today what your purpose is. You are here to speak life into the lives of those around you. You are here to use your broken places to speak life to the people around you. You are here to build up the kingdom of God and prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Amen. The fact that you sit around and try to figure all that out instead of getting up every day and just being faithful, my friend, that is captivity. And that is the devil paralyzing you. And when you make a change in that, you're going to find that doors of opportunity will open for you and you will walk through them. And the places God wants to put you will begin to open. And the places that he wants to take you will fall in your lap because you are a faithful servant. Yes. And so today, I'm going to give a call. Can we get some music? Let's get it going in here. Let's begin to praise the Lord because some people in this place today, you see, I believe revival is coming and revival comes through you. Revival comes through us as individuals. And so you've got to come out of captivity and these places that the devil is lying to you about. And you've got to step out and say, God, I'm here for it today. I'm here to build up the kingdom and prepare the way. So I'm going to make a call. And if this is you today, I want you to come forth because I'd like to pray over you. And I'd like to see you move out in your purpose like never before. Come on, Moses. Are you in the house today? Stop making excuses and let's lead some people out of the wilderness. Come on, Joseph. You're not in that pit for nothing. That pit is going to take you to the palace and you're going to be a king. Come on, Gideon. Gideon was at the wine press and he was threshing the wheat. But God said, no, Gideon, you already have a harvest. Don't be afraid to expose it. The angel of the Lord showed up to Gideon and he said, excuse me, Gideon, you're a man of valor. Today, I speak that over this house. There are men of valor in here today. There are women of valor in here today. You're a warrior. Come on, you're not just in this battle. You're about to lead this battle with a winning army of people and God will reign victorious. 
Come on, Paul. You have sat and convinced yourself long enough that you are too broken. But Jesus says, come and follow me. Open your mouth and thousands will be saved. Listen, what the devil thought was going to destroy you only anointed you for your purpose. Did you get a revelation of that in here today? Hallelujah. And you will stand and you will tell a story that is a victory. It will be one that tells of a God who came through and turned it on the devil. Hallelujah. If that's you today, I'm going to ask the question, are you going to stay in captivity of who you say that you are? Or are you going to listen to the call of God that says who you are and says whose you are? And when you know whose you are, you're going to know who you are and you'll know that you are a victorious child of God in the name of Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.